0: This is a podcast by The Business Times.
1: Welcome to BT Podcasts, audio for you by The Business Times. I'm your host, Chris Lin. In this episode, we'll be discussing mixed-use property developments, what they are, why you might want to consider investing in it, and how to go about doing it. This episode is brought to you by M Plus S. Our guest is Ong Chun-Fa, CEO of Tian Company. Welcome to the show, Chun-Fa.
0: Thank you, Chris.
1: Briefly, what is a mixed-use property development?
0: Well, as the term connotes, the mixed-use development is a development which comprises two or more different users. So it can be a residential with a retail, which I think many of us are familiar with. Or it could be residential with office, with retail, or even with a hotel. So anything that's mixed together in any combination is a mixed-use development. Sometimes they are also referred to as integrated development, and many of them sit on top or are very near to the mass rapid transit stations.
1: I see. So basically, anything that has more than one use, or like if you're going to live there, anything that has a use beyond just you living there, beyond residential,
0: yeah, so it's not. That's mm. a an office building, but it can be office with yeah. anything else. And usually, the users complement one another.
1: Mm. What are the top three pros and maybe the top three cons of buying a mixed use property development for the purpose of investment?
0: I think mixed use developments is gaining popularity not just in Singapore but also globally. And it's got many advantages. For instance, it's very convenient, as mentioned before. You can work, live, play, entertain, and you everything within the same development. So it's almost like a city in a city if it's a huge development that has got multiple users. And they're often integrated with transport, whether it's an MRT system or bus. So convenience. And we know that many of us, and increasingly, convenience is measured not in terms of distance, but it's really in terms of time. That as mixed use, developments tend to be larger, they also have more amenities. So they can have amenities for public use and for the different occupants that are there to enjoy. Now, the pandemic has also shown that mixed-use developments are very resilient because if you're staying in the residential, you can usually shop and eat around there. Even if you don't have a mall, usually they would have a mixed-use development, will have some ancillary retail and F&B, which is very important. And of course, sustainability. Many mixed-use developments are so sustainable because you don't really have to travel. And for investors, because it's mixed-use, so if it's a residential, for instance, you can actually tap onto the ready pool of office tenants or people who are working in the rest of the development. How about the cons? I think one of the concerns people have is the perception of a loss of privacy. Mm. You know, that if I'm living in a residential, and I have the people in the office and all that all coming around. But we have learned that through good design, this can be overcome. So each of the components can still do very well. You can, let's say if you're in residential, you can still retain your privacy. Some buyers might prefer single-use development because it means that people are more homogeneous. Another con that I can think of for mixed-use development is that way down in the, let's say, down the road, if you want to do collective sales, tear down the building and sell the land then there are more complex issues that you need to deal with.
1: Interesting, yeah. It's not so easy to unblock. Just go around (laughs) around and say no to your neighbours and say, oh, let's all unblock. Not so simple. Yes,
0: it's a lot more complex if you have
1: different users. Interesting that you mentioned one con being that some people might want a more homogeneous crowd or demographic around you. But at the same time, I guess some people might view diversity as a plus so that depending on what you value, what's important to you, what your comfort level is, that might not actually be a con then, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right, Chris. For instance, I can be in my apartment in a mixed-use development and really enjoy the serenity and the peace and quiet I have in my apartment. But if I want to be among crowd or if I want to run an errand, I just need to pop downstairs so, you can have the best of both worlds in a well designed mixed use development. I think increasingly, our mixed use or integrated developments have these elements where we respect the preferences of each of the occupiers in different parts of that mixed use. So, you're not compromised.
1: If you like BT Podcast so far, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify and like us and give us a rating. And now back to our conversation with Ong Chun Fa, CEO of Edmontine Company, about the pros and cons of investing in mixed-use property developments. This episode is brought to you by M plus S. Now before the break, we were talking about pros and cons of a mixed-use property development or integrated property development from the perspective of an investor. Now to make this more concrete, let's take Marina One Residences as an example. I guess, you know, you've got food around you. You've got offices around you. I mean, Facebook is there. You know, Rajan Pan is there. Prudential's customer service center seems to be there. And you've got more lifestylish stuff, such as gyms. Virgin Active is there. You've got food, majestic restaurant, arcade fish soup. I have a weakness for that place. Japanese restaurants, sushi bars, coffee places. So I guess we were talking about diversity, both in terms of the demographic and in terms of the use cases before the break. This just about illustrates that you've got food, you've got lifestyle, and you've got work as well as services, wouldn't you say?
0: Yes, absolutely, uh, Chris. So from the investor's perspective, let's say if I buy into the residential, I can look towards the people who are working in the office Let's say in the case of M plus S, you've mentioned some of the major tenants that are in the development itself. And obviously, I think that speaks volumes on the profile of Marina One as an integrated development. So we're able to look towards this pool of people, especially if they're going to work long hours, they can just go back home, just a walk away and everything is on its doorsteps. And as I mentioned before, A lot of mixed-use developments like Marina One, they are situated in the urban area. In fact, in our new financial district of Marina Bay. And it's just a walk away from other amenities, whether it's Marina Bay Sands or it's Gardens by the Bay, or even if it's Esplanade. So that's why for investors who buy into it, it's quite easy to get it rented out. Or if you're buying for your own owner occupation. I think it works well too. If you value that convenience, you value the amenities that you can, you know, within walking distance of everything.
1: Interesting you mentioned walking distance. I guess transportation infrastructure is crucial when it comes to property in built-up Singapore where traffic's always an issue and even alternatives like getting to an MRT station can be challenging if you have to take a feeder bus to get there, for example. So how does MRT access figure into the equation?
0: Yeah. Well, if you look at These integrated developments, as I mentioned before, many of the larger ones, they can be sitting on top of an MRT station. And we're finding that increasingly, even if you buy into a high-end or luxury apartment, when it's well-designed and you can get down to the MRT station, many of the occupants and the buyers actually take the public transport, simply because it is so very convenient. So almost like what you would do if you are living and working in London or New York City, or even in Hong Kong Central, in the prime area. So it's very much part of that lifestyle, which is very, very attracting. And in fact, the Singapore government in its plan is talking about building 20-minute town, where everything is within walking distance of 20 minutes. And in places like Paris, they have 15-minute towns. So everybody wants to walk. It's sustainable, it's healthy, it's good for health.
1: That's true. Of course, an example, I mean, we mentioned Marina 1 earlier. Marina Bay MRT station is just at the doorstep pretty much of Marina 1 residences. So you've got everything that you can work there. You can pop into MRT and go elsewhere in the rare cases where you need to get to leave that area, even though you've got most of the things there, and come back without having to take a feeder bus, for example.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And let's say if you take Marina 1, for instance, It's actually within very close walking distance of two MRT lines, the downtown line, as well as the east-west line.
1: How does this figure into resale value? And what I'm asking really is resale value for a mixed-use development versus some other type of
0: development. I think because it's got so many components and different things appeal to different people. So obviously, it uh, of open up the pool of people who might be interested in buying into this. So as I mentioned before, mixed use is a very resilient, whichever way you look at it, it's very resilient financially in terms of sustainability and so on. So I think because it opens itself up to a larger pool of people, whether they believe or they value that integrated development itself, or simply because the integrated development is very well cited together with integrated with transport or within walking distance of many things. So that appeal is really very attractive for many people, whether it's investors looking to rent for a return or even owner-occupiers. We have millennials, young people, young adults who want convenience and they want to have that lifestyle right at their doorstep. Then I think increasingly we are also seeing the other end of the spectrum, seniors. Seniors, you know, where you're empty nesters and you want to go back to convenience again.
1: Great. All good points. Exactly. So when you talk about resale, beyond the dollar amount, you're opening yourself up if where you're staying has appealed to a whole wide range of people, different demographics. You just have a larger addressable market for your resale efforts then. Thanks for being on the show, Chun-Fa.
0: Well, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Chris.
1: We've been discussing the pros and cons of investing in mixed-use property developments with my guest, Ong Chun-Fa, CEO of Edmonton Company. This episode was brought to you by M Plus S. And that's a wrap for this podcast episode by The Business Times.
0: That was an SPH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at the Straits Times, the Business Times, and Money FM 89.3. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.